is Amalia Eon Karras. This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. So that was such a juicy episode, uh, our last episode, and I didn't want to stop. And I know there there were still things that we wanted to talk about. So I w- I'm still reeling and fascinated just at that conversation that we had and how you were talking about what you were learning um, from the your father, your departed father, uh, and I I think it blows my mind because it is. Um, but I wish I could learn about, well, I probably could, but to learn about things in that way, experientially, where you're just kind of asking and getting the answers, you know, and then, and then you look and see religions that have, have it written in their books and their rules and handed down from their teachers that is the same thing you're saying through, you know, and these are, so what you were saying about, uh, the different you, how your father you were get you were understanding that there are different levels that people are at when they're when they're dead and I don't know if that'd be called like different levels of heaven or just different vibrations that we can hang out at that that is all fascinating to me because uh I wonder you know why sometimes I might you know like where did my grandma go when she whew, you know shot out told me all that stuff she was out she was not I don't think she was gonna be hanging around She's like, I'm done. And this feels way too good. So I'm off. I promised you I'd connect with you. Here's your messages. <laughs> Talk to you later. And, um, and I know we always wonder, like, where do they go? And I keep asking. And, you and know, then, like that Ken, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the, yeah. that, that Ken's mom was still here to, to, to comfort me and guide me through things that directly had to do with our relationship or, and then she just, and, and it was near her anniversary. And then, and then I, and then, and I kept feeling her, kept feeling her. And then suddenly she's not there. And I'm like, okay, is that me not tapping into her? But was I even tapping into her or does it just happen naturally? Or is her mission done now? now that he and I are together and everything is complete, you know, and it could be, yeah. We're living together and we're, you know, and everything. And now she's, she's able to be free. And then this whole idea also of just unfinished business or something that a, a departed loved one or other departed souls need. Uh, like actually Ken and I were in the woods. I have a picture. We, we, there was this throne in the woods and there was, I could see a a soul in this little part of the tree and there was no mistaking it. It was a tortured trap soul. I mean, it was, even Ken looked at it and was, you know, and I I felt compelled to do a ritual right then and, and just pray for this soul. And it was something that just, you know, I felt was just natural. It didn't feel strange or, but so, No, I love that you said that because there are so many places and weird things that I've discovered as well through the death process and how, where souls go. Cause we don't all go to the same place. Like that's very clear to me because I never read about it. I literally, it just, 
kept happening to me and I just kept asking questions and it was like a science experiment you know I was just playing with all this information I was getting and then what would happen after I got information is the confirmation and feedback that I would receive from it that validated it for me so I don't know if you know there's any like go-to source that's the one truth of it but what is really cool, like what you said, is that you have these experiences and then you find like some ancient text somewhere that says the same thing. And it really confirms like, wow, I really did have that experience. And those confirmations are golden. Like I love them. And I'm grateful that I've had so many confirmations, but honestly, still there's some part of me that's all like, did I really? Like, is that really true? <laughs> there's always that part. I know. And there's always that part that I feel like, oh, I, I need to, you know, um, I, I can't tell everyone this, you know, or no, that, that for <laughs> sure. You know, it's so fascinating. I have done, I don't know, over a hundred um, trans channeling for departed loved ones. I've never charged. I, I've never put it on my shingle like I do trans mediumship for de for deceased loved ones never because because to me it's like such a sacred thing and it's so weird every time it happens like often it just happens to me one one French girl I met her uh, in India at some jungle lodge deep in the jungle like really deep in the jungle and I, I was doing a trans mediumship for one of another girl who was there who had recently lost her mother and she was in all this, uh, I guess her mom committed suicide. And so she was really, you know, obviously grieving and trauma about it. And somehow at a dinner conversation, my partner told them, oh, she can talk to the dead. And, and so I was doing a session for that woman and it was very comforting for her. And she felt she was so grateful and thankful. And so that was nice. But then the French woman would not leave me alone. She's like, you know, my dad died. My dad died. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. People die, you know, <laughs> like I'm not the ghost whisperer. Like, I don't want to do this for a living. But then she came to my city. She found out I lived in Mysore and she called me up and she's like, please, please, would you please try to connect to my dad? And I said, look, I don't, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Like, I don't know if I can just dial the number of your father. And so I kept kind of saying no to her. And then that night, uh, as I went to sleep, this small man super clear as day came to me like in a white space but he was so disfigured and he had very specific features like he had this scar that was like it almost looked like the shape of Africa over his eye and he was very small and he was bald with just a little bit of hair here so it was mm -hmm. just such a character that I uh, I was like, what is that? Are you her dad? Like, who are you? Why are you here? And he just wouldn't talk to me. He was just like pacing around in my psychic space and it was waking me up. And so in the morning I called her and I said, hey, okay, I saw this man. He looks like this. And she just said, I need to come to you. She starts crying. I need to come to you. Yes, he had a scar on his face, a birthmark like that on his face. Hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. So I sat with her and I said, okay, let's try. And it was weird. The guy was trapped under the stairs in her family house. And 
And so everything just sounded crazy to me, honestly. Like it just sounded, it, it's, it feels weird even sharing. It's like, okay, why is he trapped under the stairs? And why is he so, acting so small? And why is he cowering and hiding? And why won't he communicate to me? Why is he scared of me? And then the whole story unfolded somehow magically, like things just unfurl in my mind somehow. And I just know, and I was like, oh, he doesn't realize he's dead. And so then I started communicating with him and he did know he's dead, but he just didn't know where to go. And he wanted to stay close to the family. And what I found out from the woman was that her family was like tortured by the loss of, of this guy. Like they didn't know what to do. Everyone in the house was depressed. Everyone was crying all the time. She was, the reason she was in India was to just get out of there because she was so disturbed since this death. Like everyone in the house was deeply, deeply disturbed and unable to function. So I was like, I don't know how to send this soul. Like, I'm not really sure what to do, but you know, somebody had gifted me the Tibetan Book of the Dead because they heard some other story of mine of how I was clearing souls. And they asked me if I had read the book and it was a gift. I had never even opened it. It was a brand new book, never even bent a page. And it was sitting on my nightstand. And I said, you know what? I think there's some information in there that can help this soul, but I don't want to read it. Honestly, it's like really hard to read. I, I, I opened it and I was like, I, I can't even make out the words in this kind of trance state I'm in. So I just put my hand on the book and I said, if there's anything in this book that can help this soul, may it be so. And then <laughs> this is the unbelievable part. I saw a golden airplane, like a 747 size, but it was made of gold with windows like a 747, but the front of it was like um, an eagle faced. And it was huge. And it just shot down out of the heavens. It like swooped down through my house and somehow picked him up. I mean, it was all dimensionally strange. So I don't know, it was kind of happening in this etheric realm, but it like swooped in, picked him up and then shot up like a rocket to the moon. And I was trying to describe what I was seeing to her, but she was just like in ecstatic bliss crying as it was happening. And I couldn't really explain to her, but then I go into the same thing. Oh, wow. One ecstatic Kundalini thing. And afterwards, I mean, we were just speechless for a very long time. And she just kept saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, how do you even know what I did? And she's like, he's gone. He's, he's left. Like, I feel it. And then she's, she has stayed in contact with me. I mean, this is like 15 years ago. And she still writes me from time to time. And she told me um, when she went home, like everyone in the family's back to normal, like things are free. But one thing I noticed when people die, family members die, well, whoever dies, it creates a tear in the fabric of our horizontal connections. So I started to see that we're all connected kind of like on a spider web horizontally with our bloodline. So it doesn't even matter if you're adopted and you don't know your birth parents, you're still on the same web as them. So when something happens to any of your ancestors, especially the closest ones, like fan, like parents and children or siblings, the, that's like your 
close to the center of you, it shakes, the whole web shakes and it creates a, a disturbance in your field. And I started seeing this because more and more people, I mean, it's been like, yeah, over a hundred people I've done this for now. And that I always see that when we restitch that thread, like create a new connection, it, it stabilizes the family unit and like people are able to kind of go back to life, somewhat normalcy of their life or the grief is not so like a gaping hole uh, of loss in their life. And it's been fascinating, even in births, I've noticed uh, someone being added to that thread also creates a wobble. So both birth and death the the network like the fabric of our mm -hmm. tapestry has mm -hmm. to be reassessed or like re reconditioned or, or you know kind of like taken care of well yeah that makes so much sense I'm sure like anyone hearing this is already thinking of all the ways that it makes sense to them you know and even for me I, I mean I lost a, a child who I had a connection with the baby spirit and I knew it was a boy and um, still I feel this missing of this, this boy. And now we're talking about, you know, possibly adopting a boy. And, and even in that way, there's a need to restructure, right? Like that, that need doesn't go. And, and yet that boy needed to go to a, and, and he did, he went to a place where it was, that's another story, but my head is spinning right now because there's there's so much to all of this and 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 so i'm there's I'm, so and i think that's where the yeah sorry tell me oh what gosh you but you're gonna have to hold yourself because i have like a little a, a little story because uh i'm now kind of freaking out that we're talking about this today because okay this is going to be really strange but speaking of trapped souls okay in my, the place I park my car, there is a brick wall in front of me. And last night we were parking and Ken says to me, oh my God, look at that woman in the wall. And I was like, oh my God. It's literally like a woman like flying like toward us. And she almost has like a, a body or maybe like a mermaid tail, but her face, and I was like, wow, oh my gosh, yeah, I see it. And so at first we were just kind of like, oh, you know, and then I, I said, oh my gosh, wait, do you remember a year ago, I saw a body in this and I, I know I took a picture of it. Maybe I, I think maybe I was Marco Poloing, my cousin, my sister, I can't. So I began to obsess and I scrolled back through all my pictures and I found, thank God I took a picture of that same wall and I showed it to him and he said, oh yeah, you sent that to me. No, I remember that. And now that you showed it to me, but it was a body and it was like, it was actually, if I showed you, it's, it was like half woman, literally breasts and a bum, but half man on the other side. And I don't know how the two mix, but what are the chances like right in front, right in this very spot? So, I mean, well, now that we're talking, now that we're talking about yeah, this. The chances are, I mean, yeah, I, I feel that when we are aware of these things or become aware, what happened to me is like 
they told me, <laughs> the people on the other side told me, your air traffic control, like we need your help down here because you see us. Because I was like, why are all the spirits coming to me? Like why this dead guy? I mean, I have a lot of stories of weird experiences when I've talked to the dead and I don't understand it. And I ask all the time, why me? Why, why do I get to see you? Like, I don't know if I'm okay with this. I don't even... You know, I don't feel good about um, being the messenger. Like it puts me in an awkward situation and people are always crying when I'm talking about it or when I make contact. The more, more and more the people, they're, they're crying and saying like, that's what he used to say or that, that's him. Or, you know, there's something that they tell me that I could never have made up that gives the confirmation but what I realized is that when we see it, it becomes kind of our job. Not that it's like this heavy responsibility, because I had I went through that too, where I was like, Jesus, I have to deal with the dead all the time and clear all these trap souls. Right. No, but but when I learned how to do it and I see it, I'm able to assist. And it actually feels really good when I assist in the in the way when I'm called. Like so I'm imagining that you and Ken have something about the combination of your souls that you're seeing these things together. Oh my God, I didn't even put that together. I did not even make that connection until you just said that. But the two times I've seen a trap soul has been with him or the connection is with, with him. Oh my God, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, well, that was the first thing I thought of was, oh, interesting, you guys maybe have a past life where you trapped souls in the walls or because a lot of ancient shamans did that. I mean, that that was a thing. Like people put curses on each other and trapped, like it's not okay to go around and just like unlock trapped souls too because- Oh shit, I wonder what I released in the woods. Well, what, well, we don't know, but sometimes like really demonic creatures get trapped in stone or wood or some souls that were creating havoc. I know I had one student that was seeing trapped souls in rocks and she was going around unleashing them. And I said, Jesus Christ, stop. Like those were trapped for a reason. Like they're oh, in jail. No. Not all of them. Some of them are elementals. Some of them were witches that other sorcerers trapped. Some of them may be innocent people. I don't know, but like find out, ask questions. Like, so it's really fascinating because these days that we're living in, we are waking up to the fact that we are way more than just the human 3D, uh, you know, physical emotional selves like we exist on other dimensions we've always existed we will always exist after this life so when you see yourself as a soul and not just as you know the personality and um person you are today and you start seeing like oh i've existed for millennia and uh there's stories that my soul carries and and then you start to realize that you're here for a reason and there's something you're here to do. Like the, the world becomes very fascinating. I mean, especially forests and elementals and all the entities that the, the deceased ones, because we all play this karmic dance together forever. 
forever and ever. Like we have <laughs> these incarnations and it's, it just gets mind boggling and fascinating. So um, oh yeah, just start talking to see if you can find out. I mean, there's so many tools, you know, people use SRT or pendulums to ask questions to if, if you need like specific answers or just meditate and ask and see what you get or journal about it and see what you get. But okay, for those listening, because we do have to, to go. Okay, we have to wrap up. For those listening, uh, we have a couple of resources that you can use. Um, and we're going to have to continue this conversation. Yes. Because there's just yeah. so much to say on this and we're just kind of yeah. scratching the surface here. But if you want to connect to a loved one and see how you can honor them. I have a guidebook. It'll be in the show notes. So you can go grab that. And last year, Santi and I did a, um, a guided meditation for people to clear karmic debt or to, to connect with their ancestors, both their physical ancestors from their human lineage, but also their spiritual lineage. And you can find that in the bonus tracks of this podcast. So go check those out and we hope to have you with us in the next episode. Take care. Thank you, Satya. See you soon. (laughs) To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.